0: I heartily endorse this event or product.
1: Ahoy, ahoy, everybody, and welcome to Talk to the Audience, where this is always death. I am one of your hosts, Bob Mackey, and my vaccine is a mouthful of killer bees, who is here with me today, as always. Why, it's
0: Henry Gilbert, and I also was originally cast as Nick Cage.
1: I thought so. And in case you don't know, uh, this is Talk to the Audience, our community podcast. It launches at the end of the month for everybody on Patreon, and at the beginning of the month for everyone on the free feed, and what we do here is go over news in The Simpsons world and in our world, and then respond to uh, your questions and comments from the last month's worth of episodes. And of course, we go over our new schedule for What a Cartoon as well. And uh, this month, we've entered uh, month seven of quarantine. Yes. And I will say it's not funny anymore. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't think it's very funny.
0: It's just boring. I, I said this in a tweet, but I'll repeat it here. I was going through my stuff, trying to find something, and...
1: Henry's turning around.
0: And I came across my original mask Uh, from March, which was like a nice cloth mask I ordered. And I thought like, oh, I I thought this would be just the one mask I'd need and i never need other masks. I
1: was uh, (laughs) thinking about... uh, I I was actually wearing one of my original masks over here because uh, I remember the early days of the quarantine and, you know, watching Tiger King while ordering my first mask (laughs) off of Etsy. Like... I'll only need. all you know what? I'll order two just in case. And now I've got quite the collection of masks.
0: Oh yeah, me too. I uh, a mask for all seasons. <laughs> I my favorite mask to wear outside now is the rainbow mask because I think it at least says like, hey, I'm gay. Like, don't hate me yet.
1: I under I understand that my <laughs> masks are all black because I don't want a mask to start a conversation. Ah, yeah. Like I see there that. are so <laughs> many clever masks that I would potentially wear, but I'm like I don't want to talk to somebody, <laughs> and that's that's just the that's you know you know that's not the point of a mask. You don't want to exchange particles while you're wearing one.
0: I uh, try to never talk to anybody walking. uh, Whenever I'm outdoors, I did uh, run into my like neighbor down the hallway after a walk and she was just very nice and like oh you uh, you did a good job walking like or, and I was like thanks thanks but she was like 12 feet away so
1: usually when I have to talk to somebody I'm not prepared for it because I haven't talked to anyone in like days oh, if I'm yeah. not recording with you so language just fails me and I walk away very embarrassed
0: <laughs> uh, walk good <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, me go now uh, also yeah this month too uh, walking wasn't so good with uh, constant in smoke and yeah. inability to breathe air and i we we were in a bad fire area i uh and i know it's but it was even worse in other parts of the u.s I, yeah I california now
1: in this month california has been like heat, heat waves then uh, tagging in fires yes, uh, for yeah. the last two months and uh we are on the brink of recording the finale of talking futurama season two today actually yes, so yeah. it'll be all wrapped up before october and our first recording session that's when the skies were like dark orange <laughs> yes, and the sun God. was nowhere to be seen on uh, that historic day so it, it's it's uh cemented in history for us at least
0: and did uh, but you won't hear it until christmas of 2020 yes. which what will what will that day be like
1: merry christmas actually uh, that episode will go live on halloween oh uh, so it's the first session yeah oh yeah. you're
0: right yes that one yeah but the, the one we're recording today that's the
1: christmas yeah that's our one. christmas episode yeah. so yes we are uh, very busy with podcasting we hope you're doing okay well, let's talk about uh simpsons news so as of this recording recording yesterday was the season premiere undercover burns season 32 mm. and uh that is where i believe his name uh there's a little accent over the e so maybe his name is alex desert yeah is that it?
0: i think so i'm I'm a little embarrassed because he's been a working actor yeah. for decades he was the uh, he was on becker oh if anybody said like oh you know the black guy from becker that's who they mean alex desert
1: and he is playing uh carl and i believe we have a clip of the new carl voice yes You're saying Burns is worse than Hitler. Well, not worse at his job than Hitler, but a worse person. Huh, was
0: that the work whistle? Eh, who cares?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know what? I-, I thought it was fine, and I like this episode, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's voices have aged so, uh, you know, noticeably oh, yeah. that it doesn't really bother me that Carl's voice is different. In fact, <laughs> he's going for the same affect, and Hank Azaria wasn't doing a quote-unquote black voice. No. Uh, no. But this guy is doing what Hank Azaria did, like, a uh, homo, like one of those.
0: <laughs> well, I-, I do wonder, you know, obviously they made this choice, or they announced it, just a few months ago. So I would think uh, this new actor is subbing in for already animated stuff that, oh, for that sure. Hank already did. So I'd be curious, you know, in nine months from now when we see a Carl Carlson appearance, uh, if it's set to... It, that he can, Alex Desert, uh could do some more acting or have a lot more range with what he could do with Carl and really own the character.
1: I feel like Hank was doing like a more laid back Barney Rubble with his <laughs> uh, Carl voice. I, I can't really describe it. But yeah, we haven't heard uh, other voices like Hibbert or uh, Dredrick Tatum. Uh, mm. We haven't heard those guys yet. So yeah, across the board, they're changing all of these voices. So we have heard the new Carl. And I, so- I will say acceptable. Like Lenny sounds different than he did in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Burns sounds different. Smithers. Marge sounds different.
0: Oh, man. And Marge in this episode every time I yeah. it, I and I love Julie Kavner. She gave me the biggest laugh at that table read we went to. But I wish the she sounds so old. I just wish she didn't sound so old. Yes. It makes me it I, makes me feel old. I wish
1: time was cyclical as uh, that guy in the Futurama's episode yeah, did.
0: Yeah, and Burns. It's weird to make this complaint, but Burns sounds really old yes. now. He doesn't
1: have the the joie de vivre anymore.
0: <laughs> no, he really is just like what no like he's uh the but the the episode i thought was i thought it was a good opener and uh well i've now watched enough stranger things to really appreciate a guest star like david harbour oh i didn't even know who that was i'm like yeah.
1: <laughs> uh kids probably know this uh, this mustache man
0: yeah he's uh they, they pretty much drew burns's fake body to be david harbour as he appears in the stranger things okay. as a
1: fat cop but. i see uh what i liked about the episode and it's on hulu uh is that uh, it's just one story and i thought that was great Yay! it was it was just yeah. one story and uh i think a lot of the issue with uh, the the juniors when i was still watching was just like there were too many stories and too many ideas in mm. fact we're encountering that now with mike scully <laughs> i think they just don't have enough time anymore so they're not tempted to do b plots as often mm. but yeah it was a strong start to the season and you said you didn't see the episode uh that we went to the table read for on uh, the schedule so when I looked at the wiki of episodes for season 32
0: uh, listed that were scheduled, none of the names of them or the descriptions fit what we saw uh, almost a year ago now at uh, at the early November table read. So yeah, yeah.
1: I guess there are only four on the schedule for Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and that only goes up to October. So my prediction was it was a November episode, or it I, would be I, a I November episode. Right. Yeah.
0: So it will almost be exactly a year from when we went God. to the table read, and I that's I, coming <laughs> up. That
1: anniversary is coming up.
0: Uh, I can't wait to read along uh, with our original scripts and see what changed and what didn't. Uh, and uh, but I guess my last thought on the Undercover Burns episode was. I was impressed by the number of callbacks to old stuff in it. It was actually much thicker than I thought.
1: There was a callback to uh, Cesar and Ugoland from the uh, the Crepes of Wrath. That's right, the
0: frenemies, which are actually French French enemies. enemies. Yeah, that's not a bad joke.
1: What I didn't like about the episode is uh, giving Phil Rosenthal more work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really hate that. It's his buddy, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's nice, but like his entire (laughs) show is just like watch a spoiled rich person eat food all around the world. Like, I don't care for this. Just spend your uh, Raymond millions on your own time, buddy. I don't need to watch uh, it.
0: And, and part of that is getting to be on The Simpsons multiple times. Like he's yeah. uh, famously, he's in the Simpsons movie as the dad of the boy whose hair is rustled by Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, I I love seeing a return to Smiling Joe Fishin and not seen him in a long time. Yeah,
1: he was back, and I saw um, Cooter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wow, was he was I doing like that. the uh, take your kid to work day like little carnival. Oh, he was like fun. running one of the games. So
0: and I I noticed that when Barney did the drive-through to purchase beer at Moe's, he was in the Plow King.
1: Nice things. So, it could be going yeah. a little too far, but I do like all of these callbacks.
0: Hey, at least at least entertain me with thinking about old episodes as I somewhat chuckle through bits yeah. of uh, of this new one. And so many Iron Man references like that. That the end one on the credits. I was like, boy, you spent a lot. he probably spent too much money. That on feels this like it one. was a, a
1: cut scene or something that they didn't mm. want to throw away.
0: Uh, and uh, and also there was I guess it had something to say about workers rights but it, it's argument seemed to be like well you'd bankrupt the company if you treated workers how they should be treated like I don't think so. They said
1: some funny things about unions though. That was good,
0: yeah. And I did like they said uh we'd be an out of if we'd be a defunct company like 20th Century Fox huh. and some other one.
1: That is good. Uh yeah, and apparently this got some good ratings because of uh the football. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves the football.
0: Uh reading it on Twitter, I got to see if I had been watching this live, which why would I watch live television? Uh, but this had the classic Simpsons delayed by big football game. But uh, thanks to that East Coast delaying of the Simpsons, it actually gave him a huge rating, though, uh, in that Variety article that was published like literally two hours ago. They huh. they do mention that Simpsons kept like five point five million viewers and then it was like. Less than half of those stuck around to bless the hearts. Nobody wants
1: bless the hearts. Yeah, like that got renewed. And uh, mm-hmm. hey, uh, folks out there, prove me wrong because people thought uh, King of the Hill was a much worse show than it was just out of sheer ignorance. They're like, I'm not watching that. Mm. I have that same opinion about bless the hearts. Like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I don't like how it looks, and it seems like a uh, based on how it was promoted. I know that's uh, that could be misleading. It seems like a less uh, a less nuanced King of the Hill.
0: A little bit. That is how it seems. Yeah, and but for me, it is uh maybe i'll give it a shot one of these days but the visually it just it feels nothing to me it looks like a cheap car commercial it looks like you.
1: those like facebook uh you know uh personalized comic strips you can make yeah,
0: yeah uh it well and that's also i've heard lots of people say good things about big mouth but the image of it is so hideous like it just i i hate how it looks deeply deeply far more than family guy or how everything looks like rick and morty i really hate how big mouth looks
1: and you know what Uh, i think in the interim between talk to the audience episode speaking of cartoon news uh, animaniacs didn't that get a release date on hulu that's right yeah november
0: that's right in november uh gotta say that thing that showed no animation and only the people recording yes
1: mm. that doesn't strike me as the most confident move where it's like i think i i honestly think they showed you like uh 0. 0.8 seconds of the new opening yeah which was just like <laughs> their version their same like copying of the old animation but then it was like well here are some animatics and here's all your old voice actor friends
0: mm. which it's like if this is out in a month and a half i feel like you have more footage yeah and the choice to not show it is disconcerting to me i mean yeah it's great to see the the band back together and uh and also yeah that eight seconds you you said is it's just like well this doesn't tell me how good the new animation is It just shows me how good the current guys can imitate the best of TMS in 1993 you know
1: yeah and I'm sure we'll do one of these in early 2021 on our schedule because we've got our December November schedules locked down but uh, we should see what this is like I'm sure there will be some uh uh annoyingly dated stuff like uh you know Yako Wako and Dot trying to be Trump's like special friend when he's like (laughs) I don't know at McDonald's or something god
0: I hope they don't do a Trump joke at least just do. Do a joke about La La Land not winning the Oscar. Uh, like, do I hope for jo- those kind of jokes, not a Trump joke. I feel like
1: based on when this uh, series entered production, every joke will be like it can no- go no further than 2018. Uh, definitely, like, I'd uh, say probably
0: mid 2018.
1: <laughs> oh no, I spilled me kofifi. Uh, 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 hey, I... I'm not saying that's an actual joke in the show, yes, yes, or that's sorry. a good uh, Ringo Starr impression mm-hmm. either. But uh, I'm just saying it's a possibility.
0: Well, hey, I only want to hope for the best with
1: that new Animaniacs. Yes, but, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely talk about it but yeah so season 31 of the simpsons coming to disney plus on october 2nd making that uh, i don't know like 700 episodes on disney plus at this point i
0: believe it will surpass the 700th episode in that group yeah it's uh, i mean on disney plus simpsons is uh I, well these metrics are not are not too officially released but I it constantly says it's one of the most watched things on Disney plus I I would bet it's probably the most watched not new thing they have on Disney plus like it's really uh but but is it anybody I would also love to see the metrics who goes beyond season 11 like who, yeah where is the cutoff like does where does the the viewership drop I I'm curious but Disney uh those metrics are worth a whole lot of money and they don't share them with plebs like us well but. it's
1: it's hard for them to make new content. Content now. So, uh, although there, I think there are new episodes of Mandalorian coming
0: in October. Yep, Yeah. yeah. And, uh, WandaVision as well. The MCU thing, mm. which, uh, I don't know if you saw Bob, but at least one thing you wanted in 2020 happened, which is that all Marvel movies not happening. I'm Just free of there's... all
1: of these conversations <laughs> that make me uncomfortable.
0: Uh, they've, they've officially delayed every Marvel movie out of 2020 you if uh may 2021 we might get to see black widow if things are normal again christopher
1: nolan was felled by his mighty hubris i know he's like no you're gonna see this movie and then nobody uh, did
0: i see those commercials are just like big movies are back like no they're not no they no aren't. i'm sorry we're not back yet uh but yeah season 31 is going to be taken off hulu and moved over to disney plus and uh starting october 2nd so now you can watch the 666th episode which which was the 30th Halloween horror special. Excellent. Uh, Treehouse of horror. Oh God. What kind of expert am I? I Yes. uh, (laughs) You must
1: resign after this podcast immediately. I'm putting out uh, interviews for new co-hosts are happening after this podcast, but we have more breaking news. Uh, Nancy Cartwright is part of a new production company with a, with a hideous name, Uh, but it's all for, uh, what is it for exactly? Oh, focused on Latin American content, bringing it stateside. So it's like a license plate, like a vanity license plate. That's what her, um, yeah,
0: it's, uh, C-R-E-84-U.
1: So create for you.
0: Yeah. Ugh, God. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. It's uh, with producing partner Monica Gil Rodriguez uh, and Jaime and Carolina Americh Or Americh. A- but sure. uh, yeah, I mean, apparently she's had a production company for a while called Spotted Cow Entertainment with Gil Rodriguez. Uh, but this has been her new... This is the new version of it, which, yeah, it seems like most of the original stuff announced in this deadline piece is they're they're working on bringing over more stuff that is already popular in Latin American com- countries and bringing it stateside. So that's, uh, you know, hey, that's where the real money is on the production side. You can't just collect your Bart Simpson's paychecks forever. You have to
1: be a non-writing producer
0: i wonder if she also maybe she's left scientology and that's why she's got all this more money now uh, that's (laughs) true i I was
1: i was about to say like why are you doing this you have bart simpson money but maybe scientology takes like 80 percent off the top yeah
0: I, i would assume most things in the scientology network are paid for by simpson's royalties i i would bet
1: and we have more news when it comes to renewals so uh family guy is getting season 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob's Burger is getting renewed for two more, although the movie's dead in the water. Yes. Uh, but what it will become of The Simpsons. Don't they need a renewal soon?
0: Uh, you know, the last one came in like January, February, so they can they can take it a little farther but it is interesting to me that yeah that Family Guy uh some stories were like Family Guy renewed for two more seasons but I I had multiple articles I had to go over there but as far as I could tell Family Guy had already been renewed for production season 19 this was just taking them to production season 20. Bob's Burgers legit got two more seasons, but no Simpsons information in there at uh, all. This
1: article says uh, Family Guy has 2 got renewed for two years.
0: I, they, I think that's wrong. Okay. I, okay. I, my belief is that's wrong. That one says Family Guy season 20 and 21. That's just the best single article I could link to, but I think that article is wrong <laughs> on that.
1: I, I have to wonder if there was no pandemic if these uh, things would be getting renewed so much uh, mm, yeah. because like this uh, we have to rely on animation now more than yeah, ever.
0: It's uh, though I believe I've uh, we've heard from pals that that often means not that animators are getting more oh, things approved but of course not that it's the people who make live action now just pitch a, a t- cartoon show and they get Thanks. to produce that. Does
1: Zach Braff want to work with us. Uh. Let's call him up.
0: <laughs> uh, but I still you know I was come thinking about it today with the old Simpsons, like they uh, this week Al Jean or in the last week Al Jean shared a tweet of like, Here's the next tr- treehouse, we're working on it now. I feel like they're gonna end up with like nine episodes in a broadcast season 33 that will exist if they don't get renewed to a production 33 uh maybe those nine just premiere on disney plus and then they renegotiate a new deal that's uh that's what i'm starting to think it could
1: be like over time they have so many holdovers from old seasons that means Mm -hmm. like so production season like two there's like two episodes that air in season three right because of how they work but uh i feel like for for at least a decade like half of a season is holdovers now Mm -hmm. just because of how far in advance they work so you're totally right like production season 32 could um they're in 32 right now right yeah. that could just have uh, nine episodes that just go on disney plus and then it's like okay you guys are making 10 a year now or something yeah like that. yeah
0: i mean the go again i i would bet the disney plus will tighten some belts but uh i i gotta hope if they if they went prestige style and just had the same group of writers but they did end the animation budget but spread over 10 episodes instead of 22 i feel like they'd make better stuff but uh i don't know it's uh well i guess actually i'll skip ahead one story because uh producer michael price had something to say too speaking of disney versus fox yes
1: everything's a-okay folks yeah. uh, we love working for disney and they certainly aren't uh of course you can uh, you know if you're working for a giant company you're freely allowed to express whatever opinion you have yeah. even if it's <laughs> negative so i i really trust him in this
0: yeah and michael price only hurt his hand in a boking accident <laughs> it's true uh no the yeah, yeah michael price who still produces on the show but uh this was mainly an interview about the new season of F is for family uh he he was asked like oh is it different working for Disney and Fox he said no he said
1: no but yeah. what
0: would you say there? I, I
1: kind of believe they just let them do whatever they want because it's like you guys just will make us money so it's mm-hmm. fine you you are the ribald like outrageous show still in your yeah. own way um, but yeah
0: and Fox already made a deal for more episodes so why toy with it but I mean I still that's why the season renewal thing that's the part that gives me pause like Disney is gonna let I. it feels to me like Disney gonna let them produce to the end of their current contract and that is when disney will actually put the a foot down and be like okay fox deals are over it's disney time now we're your new daddy we're replacing
1: every voice actor yeah i mean these guys get paid way too much
0: they could take two years off replace every voice actor but then again I, I always think back to their Star Wars treatment of, like, they knew their new Star Wars films would be treated as illegitimate without Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie yeah, Fisher. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like they will keep around the people until they're dead and uh, and then swiftly replace them as heartlessly as possible. They'll get original
1: Homer to like record wraparound segments for uh, new stories <laughs> with new characters and uh, new voices.
0: Uh, now I know the voices sound kind of different but uh, <coughs> we're getting pretty old here. <laughs> no one can
1: tell the diddly difference. Uh, so Josh Weinstein on Twitter revealed that uh, Grimy could have been voiced by Nick Cage. Now I haven't heard Nick Cage on the commentaries they were talking about potentially uh, William H. Macy. Mm, like his character yeah definitely and his character was uh you know informed by william h macy but apparently uh hank did such a great job with like the temp track Mm. that they didn't they decided to not get an you know an existing superstar
0: he had been good with grimy as well mick cage definitely i mean especially the freakouts, but those those buttoned down freak outs that they want for Grimes are not the same freak outs that Nick Cage will give you. I mean, I'd love to hear a Nick Cage freak out. Yeah, but...
1: Grimey is too, uh, he's too like subjugated to know how to freak out.
0: Yeah, they they make a great point. You know, I think I'm just going to steal from the commentary. But when Frank Grimes freaks out, blah. yeah, he's like, blah, blah. Like he's, he doesn't know how to be angry. He's been buttoned down for so long, which like that is not Nick Cage. Nick Cage knows how to be angry all the time.
1: He's thinking about all those castles he lost.
0: Uh, (laughs) All those copies of Action Comics, number one, misplaced or stolen, yeah. He's still got that
1: tomb in uh, New Orleans. (laughs) Oh, does he? I think so. That's great. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I guess we have one more story in that. It's like a fun little fan creation in that it is a – russ simpsons reimagined as Polly pockets Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i definitely want these uh as an adult man they're really cool
0: yeah they just make them that's what made me mad you got to see me discover the viral thing and i was like oh boy simpsons Polly pocket and you're like no they're not real i was like "Ah!"
1: these are all (laughs) things they should have made in like 1991
0: yeah they didn't uh they uh, they didn't merchandise them properly and then by the next time the wave of merchandise came uh, it just turned into like there's too much ironic removal. I want those types of toys. Now.
1: Yeah, and all the Simpsons toys they make are for like adults with too much money. Like, mm. uh, like four or five years ago when the house, the Lego house came out, it was like three hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I and I now now I'm like I should have bought that because now <laughs> it's even more expensive that it's out of print.
0: Uh, I mean that was the thing I was faced with. I decided not to buy because I asked myself like, well, I actually build this, but that the soup the Nintendo Entertainment System Lego thing does look so cool but 300 bucks yeah i don't
1: know those aren't real legos to me those are just like (laughs) kind of blocky little guys running Uh, around i I like the the building aspect doesn't seem like you build that much with those well
0: you have to follow the directions very closely yeah well i like too that for all of them the insides are all the regular lego bricks but then it's the lie is well then put on the outside the thing that looks like the thing uh but yeah that's probably pocket one should exist i think that's why merch wise where i buy the most simpsons merch is always when i go to universal because that's aimed at the right level for me like the stuff they make there
1: but even then it's it's still not very good i wasn't really i wasn't impressed by the universal stuff there could have been so much like in universe merch you could buy but sure. the best i got was like the duff beer the pint glass
0: well, yeah and let's say uh, let's like started on the flaming Moe's yeah. accuracy but i was gonna throw it in that bartender's <laughs> face uh but i I like my Duff hat. I like the Buzz Cola. I like, uh, the dancing Homer plushie. I liked him and the, the itchy and scratchy land hats look just like they did in the show, but they could have done 800 times as many as that, but uh and uh, i have a feeling that disney will not license new merchandise come into universal anytime soon.
1: no no that's not gonna happen
0: and of course they do have the boards all the boards in yes. there those are pretty good
1: that had to happen if that didn't happen <laughs> i'd burn the place down
0: it would have been a real failure by universal <laughs> for sure
1: <laughs> so let's get into news about us so uh out of nowhere uh, i've been talking about it for a while on the uh, patreon but i finally uh got the momentum uh to put together a discord channel for all five dollar and up subscribers You're, you might be in it now if you're listening to this if so it's been fun no one has been misbehaving and i haven't had to ban anybody yet that's good this is one mod you can't take down (laughs) but uh Uh. we have uh, cultivated a very nice audience and i think if you are subscribed to the five dollar level you're invested in Mm. some way you're not just some uh some drive-by commenter looking to (laughs) wreck up the place
0: yeah we have such great comments on the patreon it's it's uh, one of my favorite things about doing the community podcast each month that i i hope to only see that kind of spirit grow in the discord i especially like one of my favorite things is seeing people talk about their differences in memories of a Simpsons episode mm-hmm. or or a cartoon that we do on what a cartoon. So yeah, it was thank you Bob for for starting up the Discord. That was uh, that's all on you, man. You it was it. Uh,
1: surprisingly easy. And if you want to know how to join it, you basically have to connect your Discord and Patreon accounts. There is an FAQ on uh, Patreon, and I cannot offer any tech support outside of that <laughs> uh, because I've done everything that's right on my end. And if you have any problems accessing that Discord, you must get in touch with patreon themselves because they can be able to help you but it's a very automated process people were just finding themselves in the channel as soon as i created it because they had already connected (laughs) their discord and patreon accounts and probably forgot about it i know i did
0: yeah yeah i mean i i would guess if you're already in uh if you're a subscriber to other patreons that offer discord it just put you into that one you know instantly and yeah i think you know we're we always appreciate questions uh, given to us, but but yeah, in the case of something that's entirely automated by Patreon, there's only so much we can do yeah. to get you in there too. Yeah. But yeah,
1: there's an FAQ, and I link to it on the uh, the public post about the Discord, so check that out. But again, please get in touch with uh, Patreon themselves if you have problems accessing the uh, Discord. And I will say, like, I've been lurking. I've not been uh, commenting a lot. Nina's in there doing a lot of talking, and Henry is not in there, so you can talk <laughs> about him all you want. Oh no, wait a sec. All right. So let's spread. Some Henry rumors. Let's get those going. Uh, I'm gonna
0: have to jump in there. I think you said that there's there's been some talk of my air fryer in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> tell
1: tell old man Gilbert to figure out Discord. <laughs> I he's still I on know. AIM. No, he's not. Uh, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, I miss AIM. I wish I'd have stuck with that when everybody at the game website I worked at was like, we're all getting on uh Slack now. I'm like, I should have insisted like you can only talk to me on aim. I don't care. Yeah,
1: Slack Slack was a mistake, but Discord is uh fantastic. So Slack is yes. you
0: so your boss can stalk you. Like yeah. and, and honestly like
1: fuck you over. St- give you like a new like find new ways to yell at you and mm-hmm. like, oh you missed that message. Where were you? Uh thank mercifully I think we only have like five rooms Uh, in the chat and I I don't think I'll be adding any more just because the discussion is at a level where nothing is spilling over nothing is getting too excessive so there's like a general channel a channel for memes um, and then there's like a channel for miniseries uh, What a Cartoon and uh, Talking Simpsons so mm-hmm. uh, there, there's enough there I think to make it uh, pretty organized as it is but yeah Discord's great I, I read all the messages check that out and uh, great job keeping the discussion uh, productive and positive okay. and funny very funny too also we've been very productive as we have been this entire uh, pandemic and uh, by the time this uh, podcast releases us talk to the audience we will have recorded all nine episodes of Talking Futurama season 2 part 2 and those start rolling Out on uh, October 30th Until Mm -hmm. the end of the year So that's been so much fun And it was just fun and once again to jump back into Futurama It's just been a a, a great time Over the past two weeks just to record all of those nine And uh, get those out of the way so we can focus On finishing out the rest of the year's worth of content
0: Yeah it was fun for a whole month To just live in Futurama world And it's something we we haven't been Able to do this with previous miniseries Because we weren't so Far ahead on the other shows That we could just take a month off from them and complete the miniseries so pretty much it was like you know with Mission Hill we're doing a Simpsons today and we'll do a Mission Hill or we're doing what a cartoon and we'll do a Mission Hill but instead to almost entirely focus on Futurama for a whole month like that i think made it even better our our thoughts and commentary oh, yeah. on these episodes
1: and i think when we started mission hill we were like four or five ahead when we started mm. uh, but now we're like nine ahead yes, it, it's yeah it's done so uh yeah uh, please look forward to those and once again uh they're being released at a very interesting time in history yep. in which uh, we are coming at you from mid-september and uh the election is happening so uh mm-hmm. we don't know what will happen and uh, we try to tiptoe around that but please know those are all recorded like months in advance yeah
0: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm at least well. Thankful is a weird thing to say in the situation of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but yes, uh, we did record cryonic woman. After her passing, which makes it less awkward when there's a joke about her by name. In that yeah, episode.
1: yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to have, be blamed for another death.
0: Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when you're listening to us talk about, you know, um, Imperial War Machines and you know, Al Gore and Al Gore and, and, and that election. Yeah, we talk about the 2000 election quite a lot. So, yeah, uh, just know that we were saying it before whatever happens in the 2020 election.
1: Because, like, two episodes are right around that uh, the last uh, most historic interesting election that we had
0: yeah i uh oh boy but so the the podcast is really fun though and uh, all you five dollar enough folks can check that out and you know again if you're a new sign up at five bucks a month and you haven't listened to all our previous talking futuramas the the first like uh, 22 you should give them all a listen mm-hmm. that, they were a lot of fun and we uh as a warning again or not warning, but uh, an FYI disclaimer <laughs> oh no I was gonna say it's an FYI uh, okay we follow DVD order yeah. not broadcast order so if you're going by the order of episodes on Hulu that's not the season two we're talking about we're talking about the DVD slash production order order. that's on the best
1: kind of order
0: technically correct yes
1: Uh, so let's get into the what a cartoon October schedule Mm. again uh, these have been all recorded so uh, a while ago yes Yes. (laughs) but uh, so the first week is going to be uh, we're diving into the back to the future animated series with the first episode brothers and I believe that came as a request from our buddy Dave Rudden he's Mm. going to be on the show and also so, spoilers for November, we just recorded a Back to the Future 2 podcast with Dave for Retronauts, an entire discussion of that movie. We talked so much about it that we didn't have time to even get to the games. <laughs> so that'll be part of our Back to the Future 3 episode of Retronauts. But this is What a Cartoon, and we'll be talking about this interesting animated series that was overseen by the writer of the trilogy, and Dave is on board for it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, ten times better than it should have been. And and Bob also really made an interesting discovery with the animation studio hmm. that worked on it, too. It's really really cool and uh, yeah we also wanted to dave i think suggested it too because we were this year is the 35th anniversary of back yes. to the future so. and as
1: we point out like every five years that's when you have to buy the new blu-rays by law yes
0: yeah <laughs> with, listen, <laughs> listen to dave Rudden contemplating which version of the 35th <laughs> anniversary he's gonna buy
1: i think i think with this one there's no uh mandatory funko pop yes fortunately Thank unlike God. all those
0: batman sets i bought Yeah
1: uh after that we have uh we're going back to aqua teen hunger force with the shaving there are so many horror episodes but that is one of the best mm-hmm. and it's about halloween so we're going to be talking all about that in a shorter episode but still a fun one uh and then we are moving on to another classic spooky cartoon with scooby-doo where are you the original scooby-doo cartoon with the classic caper jeepers it's the creeper and that was so uh, much fun
0: yes yeah we uh, another guest we had on there first timer uh chris dobbins they are a very good artist Uh, you can follow them on twitter and they also know a ton about scooby-doo and they're just a big time fan of scooby so we thank dobbins for showing up uh for recording with us when we finally covered the original scooby-doo series which is mm-hmm. like a, a one of the biggest saturday morning cartoons of all time and that's not the end of scooby of course that's
1: right so we're closing out the month with uh scooby-doo on zombie island the best scooby-doo a movie ever made and uh yeah so if you're on the uh free feed or five dollar feed you'll get the um the free preview of that but if you're on the ten dollar feed of course you'll get the access to the entire uh what a cartoon movie episode probably around three to four hours long Mm -hmm. me and bob excited for scooby anime Mm -hmm. the two things that go even better together (laughs) uh and then uh, let's talk about our poll for november is what a cartoon movie so uh, i'll be producing this one and it's going to be all about aardman films so you'll have your choice of four different films from the Ardman Animation Studio from the UK and of course those are uh, Chicken Run the the Mel Gibson classic and we can uh, <laughs> thankfully he's not on screen so we can just hear his voice and pretend it's somebody else. Uh, we have the Shaun the Sheep movie. We have uh, The Pirates and then we have uh, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbits, and those are the four movies we've selected for this Ardman poll, and that will be rolling out, I think, in early October, so we can get that yes. one recorded way ahead of time, as we've been doing for the past, like, four or five months.
0: Yeah, at the uh, right around when you're hearing this uh, on the Patreon, the poll should be close to available, and I think, uh, you know... Uh, Wallace and Grummet, they've come up short uh, I think on four different polls it's now. it's been
1: uh, a close shave let's <laughs> say uh... uh I uh
0: I think again I I'm I, it would be funny if Chicken Run beat it again too or Pirates or Shaun the Sheep I'm not I don't want to play favorites and, and tell you what to vote for but uh but either way it's going to be something stop motion that's what we'll be mm-hmm. doing
1: and uh, we've been doing this throughout quarantine, and you can get a little window into our lives—my my depressing life of being <laughs> in my apartment and just uh, soaking up media. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing a few things remotely with my fiance Nina. We've been uh, watching more of Avatar, of course, for the past two months. We're halfway through Book Three, which is the third and final book of Avatar. Really cool. I like the the darkness of Book Three and mm. uh, how different things are really shaken up in the uh, in the story. So really That's cool. cool.
0: That's cool. I've uh, I'm halfway through Book One now I've been I've been following your your lead but uh, though I got sidetracked on watching it but I think I'll pick back up uh, the at least book one I want to finish book one of this uh, series with someday we're going to do an
1: avatar for sure I have to decide which episode but I, I definitely want to do it now and I've also been starting up a new anime uh, with a very generic name and every time I think I know the name I'm like I can't be called that it's so generic <laughs> it's called uh, demon slayer it's uh, that's not what it's called in Japanese but that's what it was localized as it's a very cool uh, anime with very good animation, and it even the premise sounds generic, but it isn't. It's just like a boy fights demons. Yeah, and it's, it's like a vi- it's a very shonen style show, but the fights are very interesting, and the animation is like super cool. And just when you think a fight is over, it will go on for like two more episodes. Ah, okay. Yeah. I
0: I uh, when I saw the name in your notes, I was like, what what? Because it is so bland sounding. Yeah. Uh, but then when I looked up, I was like, oh, I've seen pictures of this anime. Like,
1: it's yeah. it's the
0: new Shonen Jump hit, isn't it? Like, it's the new big hit it's, in Shonen it's Jump. It's pretty
1: popular, yeah. In uh, Japanese, it's called, like, Himetsu no Yaiba, which is, like, the, demon, the demon-slaying sword or whatever. But ah. they could have found a better way to uh, localize that. But it's just called Demon Slayer. It's on Crunchyroll. I think it's good. Uh, I've only been watching that stuff. I've been playing a lot of games, finishing up a lot of games. So last month, I talked about Moon for Switch. I'm towards the end of that comes very recommended you have to have a lot of patience because it is an adventure game and you have to take Mm. a lot of notes and stuff but i've been having so much fun with it it was totally worth the wait i totally recommend it and uh, i'm also finishing up another switch game that's a japanese adventure game that i started a year ago it used to be my travel game but i don't travel anymore so Mm. i i kind of left it hanging after march but i'm finishing up it's called uh ai the somnium files it's by the writer and director of the zero escape games
0: okay uh
1: it's compellingly dull I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, There's no huge gimmick at this point. I've been playing it for like 15 hours, but at this point, I just want to see how it resolves before I move on to his next game. Which is called um, World's End Club, which is out for Apple Arcade, and that is a oh, game.
0: Oh, uh, that's why I've heard people talk about Apple Arcade. Yeah, that came out on it. all right. That's
1: the only reason I subscribe to it because it's the game that both the Dong and guy and the Zero Escape guy made together. Right. And uh, the okay. thing is, it's not finished, but you can play what's finished of it on Apple Arcade. And eventually, when it is finished, you can play the rest of it on Apple Arcade. But I believe when it is a finished game, it will be on Switch, oh, but only when it is finished. Yeah, I mean
0: that. That's like the traveling Willberries of uh, <laughs> visual novels, right there. Those two working together. I,
1: I love their new little studio. Uh, I also played um, Death Come True, which is uh, the Dong Rampa guy's full motion video game, and it only takes oh, two hours to play, okay. but it's uh, very satisfying, and I found it very touching.
0: It was very smart of those guys to go independent. They're like we're they are, especially in the visual novel world. The writer has so much power, like the scenario, uh, whatever the name the position is called in japanese game development that like spike Chunsoft is kind of uh screwed losing that
1: yeah, I don't know what they're going to do outside of make lots of uh, cheesecake games yeah. and uh, make lots of uh, Steinsgate spin spin-offs.
0: Oh my God, so much Steinsgate, Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, well, also they they can always go back to their ninja games. They can make some mm. more of that. They they made a lot of ninja games. <laughs> which which ninja games? Uh, Tenchu. The oh, Tenchu okay. They okay. can head back to that. And and they got fire pro wrestling. That's Let's right. not forget that.
1: Uh, more important now than ever. Just a few more game things. Like uh, most of my games I've I've done this year were for Retronauts because now I have time to play through it all. I think I've finish like my 26th game now it's crazy yeah. how much
0: how many video games you have beaten this and year, yeah.
1: uh the classic LucasArts arts adventure game indiana jones and the fate of atlantis that's going to be an episode coming up Ooh, neato and also uh things i want to play I, I purchased mario 3d all-stars which henry will talk more about soon uh, i own it but i very busy too busy to play it and still playing lots of final fantasy 14 with nina and looking forward to spelunky 2 for pc it's already on ps4 people love it but I'm gonna be I'm gonna get it on PC to play with my friends. So uh, oh, that makes yeah. Sense.
0: yeah. But okay. uh, Henry, that's all my stuff oh wow well what a month for me uh this uh was my birthday month uh that was it was on the sixth thanks for all the the nice wishes and bob you and nina got me a nice thing mm-hmm. uh and so uh and i wanted to brag too my husband got to me some very nice presents including uh the sold out rare mr plow shoes yeah. from, from the vans i showed them off to you bob. you've
1: got quite the the shoe collection You should I, open a museum. A
0: <laughs> i own too many van shoes none of which i plan on wearing and anytime soon either <laughs> but uh but yeah this the that was a great gift as was a pen pen plushie you can see it behind me here Bob. yeah uh, that's very very nice i always love getting more pen pen from uh, the the penguin from evangelion uh and uh as for viewing this month it's it's been an interesting mix because since we were going to do Scooby Doo, I just decided because I have Verve and that has Boomerang, I just watched like all four of the Scooby Doo movies that start with Zombie Island, plus like five other things that spun out of Zombie Island from Scooby Doo, and so I've I've watched honestly too
1: much Scooby Doo this <laughs> month. I but it helped inform <laughs> a an upcoming podcast.
0: Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed. I watched the. Uh, scooby-doo and guess who which is their new version of scooby-doo meets a celebrity uh because the best part of it is when he can meet like Batman, they get Kevin Conroy as Batman, and they go on a silly Batman adventure. It's really great. Uh, that if I were to suggest watching one episode, it maybe would be the Batman one. Though the uh, the Jim Gaffigan one is pretty funny
1: too. He seems like a good fit, it's, even though he is like uh, yeah, I mean, it could be mistaken for a ghost for being so pale. That's that's so they uh, make that joke.
0: <laughs> I think they do actually. Okay. yeah they also make a joke about how uh, Shaggy and Scooby are scared of him because he's just as famous for eating food as uh. they uh, are. uh so watched a ton of scooby i was watching avatar but then my uh me and my husband's nightly watching of something on a streaming service changed over to the venture brothers because the venture brothers this month i i sadly have to say they got canceled the show was, was supposed to be working on an eighth season this year and Cartoon Network, or Adult Swim, I guess you should officially say, they decided they would not pay for an eighth season. And the, so... the
1: cancellation was like a stealth announcement. Like somebody who worked with them, the writer of the, the book, yeah, uh, Ken, Ken Bloom, Bloom yeah. was just like, there was a meme saying, name a show that got canceled before its time. And he said, Venture Brothers. People were mm. like, what?
0: And then two days later, Public and Hammer were like, no, it's for real. We, got, we thought we'd be writing it. We're not. And I'm getting a feeling that I... I am crossing my fingers and think it'll be possible they could get like a finale special or whatever on HBO Max. I do think there's enough of a demand for that. But also my immediate sense to have to blame something for it. Uh, It it makes me think it's Rick and Morty's fault. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, we talked about this before, but it's just like Venture Brothers was always a hit. Uh, with us, yeah. but you could not go to like uh, Barnes Noble and see, you know, Pickle uh, Doc Venture or, <laughs> uh, you know, Brockopoly or whatever. It was not the merchandising juggernaut yep. that Rick and Morty is, which is why that show is. Uh, has been renewed for so much I mean it's a good show Not as good as it used to be But it is like A merchandising bonanza mm-hmm. For And I can't remember If there was any Venture Brothers merch Outside of like the DVDs
0: There were I remember seeing At Comic Con Like the occasional Action figure or T-shirt hmm. But I also think It like venture brothers always got great ratings on adult swim and i think it did well but it never was the a giant like even i think aqua team definitely merchandised better oh yeah yeah which i also think when you're adult swim and you don't like spending real animation money on something which is what venture brothers cost it's why they they made it every two years if you were lucky because they didn't really like spending that much money after they commit real money to Rick and Morty, I think that's when they're like, Oh, we can't spend real money on venture brothers anymore. We can't because it can't get merchandised in the same way. But I hope at least HBO max recognizes that Venture Brothers has a hardcore fan base that would pay for a month of HBO Max to watch the finale movie if they were to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like if if so many other things have come back, then surely this can get one more season. Like if like the Dark Crystal can get a yeah. series on Netflix, why can't the Venture Brothers? Uh,
0: I I think the odds are good, but I so I first we rewatched the entire uh, last two seasons. And I hadn't memorized them like I did with the previous five. So I had only lightly watched them rewatching six and seven again. I was like, I think they're the best seasons the show mm. ever did it really it made me double sad to be like god damn it you guys have gotten even better at this you were not running on fumes
1: one of these days I'm going to do a rewatch because uh, a few years ago uh, whenever when, whenever that book came out I think it was 2018 yeah. I, it, I think it was at Portland Retro Gaming Expo a fan <laughs> just gave me the book That's right. shrink wrapped That's right. and I still have not broken the shrink wrap and I do appreciate that gift but I don't want to crack it open until I'm ready to dive back into the series and you know go through it page by page as I you know watch the series again so i'm gonna uh, pull one mine of these off days. the shelf
0: now actually i'm looking i'm eyeing it right now over there i see the black spine i'm gonna watch it or uh, read it now but yeah the it's all on hulu and listeners have known too when i gave them warnings of like hey i think simpsons dvds are going out of print venture brothers dvds and blu-rays are hella out of print uh, and uh, i like ordered the last season seven blu-ray that amazon had <laughs> uh, when it says one last. in stock
1: i mean you got to do it so I hate when that happens
0: uh, if you don't have a complete set of the DVDs and fucking Doc Hammer and Jackson Public their commentaries are like podcasts they're awesome like buy them just for the commentary do you
1: remember all of those crazy extras that were like on the first disc where they're like uh, James Urbaniak dressed up as Doc Venture for interviews
0: yeah they worked so hard for free on extras for their DVDs like they I will say on 6 and 7 they don't try as hard
1: well they're like in their 50s at this point
0: and they're chain smokers yeah uh but okay so I've been watching a ton of Venture Brothers. I just got my season 6 DVD in the mail and was listening to the commentary. Great commentaries. Uh and lastly video games. I played the new Avengers game. I beat the uh story mode with my my husband. We did a co-op. It's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I'll look people forward. seem to like it yeah it's uh, it's way too destiny Ee for me it's not like a true Avengers
1: you sound well, like an old man I am I am <laughs> an old man and you need an old cereal uh,
0: but uh, but it's pretty okay and I, I'm looking forward to when I can be Spider-Man in it uh, only on the Playstation mm. uh, and uh, I guess my at first I was playing a lot as Miss Marvel but now my favorite Thor I really like Thor a lot in that and the other game I've been playing a ton of is Super. Super Mario 3D All Stars, but specifically Mario Galaxy. I started up, I started up Mario 64 just to get a sense of how it goes. That's what I played first, and uh, I beat King Babam, and I was like, I get the gist of this, and it's just God having the c buttons be a stick it just it always mm. feels wrong to me in, in 64 and then the thought of starting sunshine was just not something i wanted huh. to do
1: people are learning they didn't <laughs> like our well, i mean a lot of people liked our retronauts episode about it but i think some were skeptical like it's still it was a good game it's mm. like Nine Eleven 11 was so bad even miyamoto made a bad game <laughs> that's how far it reached. <laughs> uh but uh in my opinion Mario Galaxy
0: still really great. there the only negatives I've had playing it is that the having the accelerometer replace a Wii remote, it doesn't work all the time, yeah. but it works enough. It was
1: designed for the Wii. My, my uh prediction is uh I predict Mario Galaxy 2 will be DLC and it'll be out this holiday for dollars 14.99 or 19.99 wow that is man. my prediction my prediction yes uh,
0: i i'd pay it because nintendo's got me by the scrope. it's man. true I, I, I have no other choice uh and uh i also did buy but i haven't played it yet but on your suggestion the monster hunter generations that just yeah
1: SNL. and uh a new one was just announced for switch yeah. so i'm excited for that so there's going to be a future and, oh. <laughs> uh, i'll be playing a lot of video games that's for sure uh
0: and you know i rolled credits on ring fit i've been oh, nice. a lot of fa- i've uh you know uh, you got the
1: bad <laughs> ending though <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh no it's it's nice how they they give you an ending but they're also like you should never stop exercising though like they, yeah. they give you an excuse to continue i've i've been comparing my notes on on playing it with nina she's uh we've been playing it a lot together or well i mean playing it in the same week i mean uh and the other final game i've been playing this month is buying things and Yay, consumerism. the
1: ultimate game yeah. I, it never uh, ends and you can never truly win
0: I pre ordered that PlayStation 5. I was able to, uh, me and the husband have three pre orders right now in case one falls through on a disc based PlayStation 5. I've offered one up to Bob if he, I'll if he wants it. take it. Yeah, if they get shipped on If time. it gets shipped,
1: I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I, I have no interest in either of these right now. I, mm-hmm. I kind of would like to play the Demon Souls uh, remake, but I have so many other things I should play first. And uh, life has gotten so tedious and dull, which is kind of a luxury, I guess, that we're not struggling. But still, yes. life has gotten so tedious and dull that I was just like, I'm going to try to get a PS5 for sp- for the sheer sport of it. Mm-hmm. Just because it is <laughs> some, It is so, yes, it is some excitement to be like, ooh, can I get it this time? Did I load and,
0: this? Did I buy something other people couldn't buy yeah. i th-
1: i think that i um like caused like three stores to crash before i ended up <laughs> giving up
0: well i i would tip anybody if you aren't yet you really if you want one of those systems and still haven't got it follow wario 64 on twitter because the second anyone is available he, sh- he tweets it out and And I also pre-ordered an Xbox Series X, which if you're a PC gamer, I have, you have no reason to buy that because it's just, I bought it as a replacement for a gaming PC because everything on that Game Pass is going to be on a PC. But so I, yes, I am saying to everybody, I spent over a thousand dollars this month on new systems (laughs) and I, and I hate money. I just hate having money.
1: Where are the old ones going to (laughs) go?
0: Uh i don't know definitely xbox one's going out to pasture i think (laughs) or it's just it's going in the closet and uh to be discovered in five years like oh
1: right this this generation happened
0: and i i'll look up the i'll look at my Kinect and be like i never used you once and the one time uh, the couple times i accidentally used you i hated that i did so that's been my month it's uh it's been a rough September, but isn't that every month
1: this yes. year? Yeah. So we hope you're hanging in there. But yeah. let's let's move on to uh, comments and questions for Talking mm-hmm. Simpsons. And our first one is for the pilot from Malcolm in the Middle. We went over the pilot of that series, and that was a lot of fun.
0: Hell yeah. We did it with Nathan Rabin, and I, I should say again, you know, you really if you're looking for a good holiday gift for somebody – The weird accordion to Al book that he did, I think, is a good gift for every nerd in your life. Mm -hmm.
1: It's great. And uh, let's move on and talk about this comment by Patrick Rizzolo, who says... The episode where uh, Craig Lamar, Taylor's character, is shown walking comes from the episode Reese vs. Stevie, and the context of it is crazier than you think. In this episode, Reese has finally had enough of Stevie insulting him and getting in his way, but because of his physical disability, Reese can't do anything about it. However, Reese decides he's going to fight him anyway. In order to make it fair, he soaks his lower body in ice water so his legs are limp and could be (laughs) on even ground with Stevie. What Reese doesn't know is that Stevie was recently accepted into a medical institute as a research subject and for the fight borrows a robot exoskeleton, allowing him to walk and beat up reese the thought of an able-bodied kid giving himself a handicap in order to fight a physically disabled kid only to have it flip on him in the end always made this episode funny for me and yeah that does i gotta watch that one again yeah. that sounds hilarious uh,
0: i forgot i once i read that i can remember seeing the actor for reese like suffering in a fake ice bath and just like basically destroying his <laughs> legs for for that uh meanwhile mario diaz de la rosa says, I, I chose this so you can have your rebuttal i uh i think i even had a little reply to this you but did uh, i have an extra reply the, here. the now. world should hear it though mario says hate to be that guy henry but young blood or young blood as munez called it Number one was not a rare comic book by any means. It was certainly not in 2000, long after the initial image hype had died down. Liefeld was a joke and a pariah and no longer an image, and it could be found in 25-cent bargain bins everywhere. Without digging up old wizard issues, I think at its height, say 1993, you could probably see it listed at 15 to $20 max, but you could always get it for around 5 bucks at a con. Oh, and I'll hear no bad mouthing of Savage Dragon. That book was and remains the sole long-running singular vision project of the big six at Image to successfully survive almost three decades of upheaval. It's an accomplishment and a damn fun book too. Around the time of Malcolm in the Mill's debut, Larson was at the height of his powers. He had figured out exactly what he wanted to do and Savage Dragon was firing on all cylinders. All right, so yes, I did see this correction. <laughs> and, uh I I stand by what I felt my at the time I said that which was I do think a little kid who doesn't know what the worth of comics is would view young blood number one as cool or important or yeah. like whoa the young blood number one like this came out when i was six like that's what i think malkin was thinking in that moment i would see
1: that when you would still see like spawn number one or the max number one yeah. like it, you could still buy it but it was still like whoa
0: yeah even though yes definitely in 2000 when rob liefeld was doing extreme comics after quitting image uh it was young blood was a joke and people didn't get didn't give a crap about young blood number one i agree but i do still think that the fictionalized child of malcolm would conceivably care about seeing young blood number one owned by a friend especially for a kid who barely owns any comic books and whose brothers probably destroy every comic book he owns second uh on savage dragon Look, I was a hardcore Spider-Man comic reader when Eric Larson got to start there. I do have an appreciation for Eric Larson, and I really do think with Savage Dragon, uh, it is so much his vision it is exactly the comic he would have made in high school and he is living his truest self when he draws Savage Dragon I also think it is a truly ridiculous comic full of like even a few things like oh that's problematic kind of stuff but it's really just about how like Savage Dragon is Eric Larson and he draws hot uh, hot women for him to have sex with and I mean I'd say the weirdest thing in Savage Dragon is uh he made uh he did a story where the son of savage dragon has a three-way with his girlfriend and his <laughs> adopted stepsister and it's very weird i didn't know it went there oh it goes it goes everywhere it's crazy so uh anyway but savage dragon if you want to read a crazy thing that's exactly what an artist gets to do whatever he wants savage dragon is is very interesting in that way
1: i only know of him from his appearance in the max oh uh, that, you, that's it uh, when he you, fights hammerhead
0: i could suggest to you some of the craziest Savage Dragon comics. Uh, The the first one is just him like picking up chainsaws and butchering a rat man. (laughs) Like that's issue one. That sounds
1: like image comics in the 90s to me. It absolutely was. Uh, We're going to move on to Faith Off and Alex Forsyth says uh, Louvchenko was likely based on Argentine kicker Martin Gramatica who was drafted in 1999 and had a very successful college before that. His younger brother Bill had a famous leg injury about a year after this episode aired. He had a habit of jumping up and down to celebrate field goals he made and during his rookie season in 2001 after jumping up to celebrate a field goal he landed badly and tore Ooh. his acl he was never the same after that simpsons predicted the future uh not serious with this <laughs> yes. so uh once again people are filling in the sports cracks for us
0: i appreciate that yeah i guess uh i i wonder how, if, if there were other well-known kickers i think the special teams i wonder if the special teams guys like the kickers are extra cared about by the gamblers on the simpsons roster because that's where they can get extra point spreads in in ways that most people don't care about uh also in the sports uh also alerting us to sports facts we didn't know on that episode we got joe hodgson regular of the community section commenting this is a comment that few will care about because it concerns football The old days of the offensive linemen being underserved in the NFL are basically gone. With the passing game exploding over the last decade, it's no longer unheard of for a quarterback to make 50 throws in a game. Accordingly, the guys whose job it is to keep the QB upright have benefited in the pay department. Quarterback is still the most lucrative position in the NFL, but the average salary of a left tackle, most important player on most teams' offensive lines, is now the second highest paid position in football now that partly owes to position scarcity and the teams only have one left tackle and one backup usually the highest paid individual players in a given year are usually a mix of quarterbacks and the top wide receivers in the league as well as the top pass rushers so thanks i think i said like Uh, who pays for these guys or there's it's boring if you're not the quarterback i've now learned that there are other star people if i if i know the name of any football player it's usually the quarterback though these days but that that's probably because i don't really pay attention we learned a lesson by uh,
1: speculating about sports so thanks to both of you for letting us know and uh, there was like a a lot of talk about how we say the word of a certain writing implement made of wax Mm -hmm. what would you call that henry
0: uh i think i'd say crayon 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 yeah not a crayon
1: crayon Oh, look crayon. at my box of crayons. Yeah. Oh, I no one would, says that. No one says kitten or would, bottle.
0: I'd say my mom got me a box of crayons for uh, yeah. for kindergarten. I, I,
1: the, I guess people were, uh, some people were weirded out by the word the crayon. Crayon? I
0: guess I, I, I always say, I just have always said, well, I say like, well, I think I jump between like bean or ban. Mm. I, don't, I think it's more bean.
1: I mean, it's, I it's say, all like regional stuff. Some people say interesting. Some people say interesting. Uh, things like yes, that.
0: Yeah. I, uh, but I, I, were there other crayoners out there or crayon people? Who are, are these
1: crayon people? French? Yeah. It's a crayon. Crayon. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, please let us know how we're wrong in the comments.
0: I guess, you know, we'll definitely return to this word a lot when we get to season 12, won't we? Or no, it's season 13, uh, Homar, isn't it? The, uh, the, the crayon of yeah, the brain. Yeah. It, it's, one.
1: uh, you're going to have to, we'll have to, like, strap Henry down for that one.
0: <laughs> uh, I've, uh, well, I think we have recorded the most negative episode I'll have for the future <laughs> until until the panda love episode. I think
1: so. We're at the mansion family, and Echo Cimarron says I ended up taking an international law class in college to fill out some elective credit or another, and like half a lecture centered around boats. Not only are there plenty of international treaties governing what happens in international waters, the laws of wherever the boat is registered generally apply. Which, due to companies trying to dodge tax or safety laws, often ends up being Thailand or Norway. almost said mm. Thailand. Uh, countries <laughs> also have some degree of jurisdiction when it comes to their citizens. So hypothetically, if someone was murdered while out at sea, their home country could most likely bring charges whether or not there's an extradition agreement between the countries involved or one of those other countries wants to try the suspect first could bog any legal proceedings down for years. But the laws still technically exist. <laughs> uh, so technically, we are recording this in America, but sensibly, uh, we are we are somewhere in uh, off the coast of the Atlantic. As a company, that's where uh, that's where our company is is uh, headquarters right I now. Think,
0: I think we're recording in the Cayman Islands. It's true. Yeah. Oh crap! Uh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, it's uh that's a good list of uh, the realities of it. Uh, that uh, every comedy writer in 1999 was like, "Oh, if you go in the international waters, you can do." anything and no no you cannot it's a it's a nice uh v it's a nice imagination there but it's about as realistic as when grandpa says you can live in a balloon
1: (laughs) yes uh if anything the god of the sea will punish you for that
0: uh also on that episode scott johnson has another answer for me they say to answer henry's questions about tuborg It would be a basic Euro lager on the same level as Heineken, Harp, Stella, Peroni, and Grosch. It is one of the national beers of Denmark, the other being Carlsberg. They used to be fierce competitors until Carlsberg bought them out, but they still sell Tuborg for name recognition slash self-space, a rather common practice in the beer industry. Like most Eurologgers, they are probably good fresh, but do not travel well overseas because the green bottles make them incredibly vulnerable to sunlight that makes them taste skunky. I imagine Mo would keep a stash to upsell rubes like Homer for a pretty penny, despite possibly having those beers for years. So. And that's
1: uh, <laughs> Grolsch.
0: Grolsch, okay.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I, I'm I, not a
0: beer drinker, see? I don't know these things. I
1: tend to like lagers with, uh, if I'm eating heavy food, like Italian food, like a nice peteroni. <laughs> it was good with uh, a plate of spaghetti. <laughs>
0: uh, I did have some other folks telling me, I can't remember his comments or t- uh, tweets at me, uh, looking very much down on me for drinking Stella that it's like piss water mm, it is to piss people in a, in the, in a bottle uh, uh, especially a lot of uh, British beer drinkers mm. who are just like Tuborg sucks but Stella's even worse uh,
1: I gotta say I re- oh, God I want to go to a bar so bad uh, but there's none open and uh, I, I want to go to a bar and drink a Tuborg when this is over <laughs> I'm going to celebrate with the beer of Danish kings uh,
0: I uh, the, you know on the uh, on the night of RBG's death I I drank for the first time I think in like five months and I I had this bottle of rosé that had just been sitting there and i drank the entire thing you so. d- that,
1: you poured a juice glass full of rosé
0: yes i did well i don't have a wine glass that's like uh, that's like
1: three glasses
0: <laughs> no and i uh yeah no i seriously drank the whole bottle <laughs> and uh i uh you know hey i'm feeling better now everything's
1: good <laughs> yeah i was wondering how much wine well like uh you're not a drinker henry no, so i was no. wondering the, the the fate of henry gilbert after that night
0: i did okay you know my husband was very watchful make sure i i didn't fall asleep in uh oh uh, yeah gotta be rolled onto my belly that's he what, held that's... your hair <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't throw up I, I kept everything down so mm. it, it wasn't so bad
1: so up next we're on to what a cartoons. So let's talk about the what a cartoon movie Ghost in the Shell and uh, Nina Matsumoto says until I met Bob Dot, dot, dot. I thought I was (laughs) the only person who didn't like this film. That's right. I changed Nina's life. Uh, She goes on to say, uh, regarding the theme song, which I love and is one of the only things I like about this film, you got some info scrambled there. There is no uh, new a dialect. The nui is a type of bird. The song references in the lyrics. It's also the name of a mythical creature, which the song might also be referring to. Also, isn't an indigenous dialect. It's just old, archaic Japanese, and uh, that is coming from Nina, who is the authority on speaking Japanese because she can speak it. Yes,
0: I I really appreciate that. I got I got a lot of wires crossed there, and I I goof I really goofed up. But uh, they I super appreciate. Nina for clarifying the uh, especially the the archaic dialect stuff I had mixed up on that for sure
1: I have to say for these comments I read all of I read all the comments to begin with but I read all these of course and I was like How will people think about us uh, being um, uh, a little negative about this beloved movie? But people who like the movie said that we were fair. So I I, I take uh, I'm proud of ourselves for being negative, but still uh, not being like, uh, you know, negative for the sake of being negative. I think we explained ourselves well. And uh, people were skeptical when I was uh, negative before (laughs) the podcast launch. But I think they uh, they trusted us and they're on board with what we had to say, even if they didn't agree. So thank you again. Everyone's we have such a great audience. So
0: for sure. You're the best. Uh, Another of those great people is Guy Incognito, who uh, they wrote on Ghost in the Shell. Great episode as usual. I love how thorough you guys are. One correction, you're right that the city is visually based on Hong Kong, but the movie and all iterations of the franchise are set in the fictional Japanese city of Nihamashi translated as newport city newport city (laughs) (laughs) uh they mentioned this in the first spoken line of dialogue to all patrolling air units a 208 is in progress it is in the c13 district of newport city i missed that but it's only mentioned again once so it's easy to miss Especially since, as Henry said, the signs are all in Chinese. (laughs) I'd be interested to know why they chose to do that. Maybe they wanted to evoke a more globalized future similar to the very multicultural future LA of Blade Runner? anyway that's only in the movies in all the other versions like standalone complex it's a more typical japanese city so yeah thank you i yeah. mean there
1: were so many scenes of a gps in that movie <laughs> it's easy to get them all uh, uh, mixed up together in your head
0: it, it almost feels like you're supposed to be too inundated with information when they say the name of the city that you can't even follow it but uh well that standalone complex thing reminded me most i saw a number of comments of if you I was telling us if we were disappointed by a lack of something or a unexplored territory in this movie, standalone complex does that. So it uh, it was really selling me on someday watching standalone complex.
1: So Batman boy 11 says for ghost in the shell, uh, the way the film plays with the gender with the relatively sterile ways it presents her essentially naked body, uh, her lack of uh, vagina and puppet master having no gender while appearing in a female body with a male voice, um, female male in quotes, by the way was enough to keep my attention on things throughout the film definitely though there is still an element of an uncomfortable male gaze even if the horniness is toned down and outside of that sequences like the extended travel through Hong Kong streets did get my mind to wander a bit likewise there were some bits in it that I did have to rewind and focus really hard on to get the point so I'm glad to hear it wasn't just me I think ultimately the visuals and the way it plays with some things were enough for me to have fun with the movie but it's not something I would revisit or contemplate as much as other mid to late 90s sci-fi anime fare and uh, this is Bob speaking I will say uh, a lot of the people in the comments who even liked the movie said that the tv series is a better treatment of this material and a mm. uh, better exploration of these themes and uh, sci-fi ideas and philosophical ideas and so on
0: it was nice to hear other people talk about like yeah you just kind of space out at points like it's just and that's the the feel they want for it and and yeah i think the film is definitely less male gazey than all of its counterparts at the time but i think of how like uh i think oshi was expressing that through the character of Bateau, when he could, like, sneak a peek at her put it, taking her clothes off, he turns away. I think that's the spirit of the film, too, of, like, oh, you get a little glimpse of it, but you should feel ashamed of it. You shouldn't just ogle her boobs.
1: So up next, we have Inuyashiki, Last Hero. And uh, the comments we got were good, but it was mostly people saying, oh, I've never heard of this, or, you know, I like this discussion. So I can say, uh, for my end, I could talk a tiny bit about the series since I watched it all uh, with Nina after we went over it with our patron uh, for the first three episodes and I will say that like what you think the show is setting up in the first three episodes doesn't really happen Uh, there is an eventual confrontation between those characters because it's all leading to that but in between it does feel like an exploration of a bunch of uh, modern anxieties uh, filtered through the superhero story, but for the most part, these characters are separated. And what struck me as interesting about this series is that the fears uh, that it explores and the anxieties that it explores seem to be uh, like mostly Western anxieties. So it was interesting to see a Japanese creator do this, like things like uh, terrorism and uh, especially spree shooting and mass shootings. Oh, ah, okay. Uh, the the latter uh, is a huge part of what's explored, like because of the the bad guy in this is that's uh, what his yeah. game is so Man. yeah
0: i wonder if that if that by taking on the tropes of an american superhero in style that's why you bring in the things that trouble American superheroes in their content like terrorism and mass shootings
1: yeah like I feel like an American show this could not be this would not be accepted they no one would green like this like oh our bad guy is a spree killer he just mm. does spree shootings in every episode and then there you have to witness the fallout of that that's never going to happen on an American show so I, it's I think too it's heartbreakingly interesting real yeah. yeah
0: it's like oh that's the regular people who exist now it, I, it's too close to uh, us yeah after Yashiki we had the Sonic set saturday a uh, the sonic saturday morning show comments and uh, a lot of good ones on that everybody loved having uh ian back on what a great guest i, I love Ian. <laughs> and uh, on that one joe moore says one thing you mentioned though was sonic one thing you mentioned though was sonic spinball which did feature character designs from Saturday am though but there were also versions of scratch from a uh adventures of sonic in the bonus stage so this is something of a hybrid adding to the confusion i believe when spinball was released on the master system game gear the cover art was altered to replace the traditional sonic 1 and 2 design of Robotnik with the adventures of sonic who isn't even in the game uh, and i i owned that game gear version i think he's right huh. that was i didn't play spinball i played a tiny bit of spinball on genesis so i actually played it most on my game gear uh the the battery eating game gear
1: so they were just mixing worlds yeah
0: i mean why do they care like uh they got a deke deal what who cares uh, yeah
1: i'm looking at the cover art in in one it's uh you know saturday morning robotnik another one it's uh it's the big butt Robotnik. uh
0: robotic uh oh but yes uh joe Moore continues Finally, yes, the UK Sonic the Comic borrowed characters and designs from everywhere, and didn't seem to have any coordination or support from Sega. Robotnik was reborn as his Adventures version, and Amy Rose's hair was based on a promo image that had her spines curving upward like Super Sonic. It seems like none of the artists had a copy of Sonic CD. Otherwise, they'd have known that her hair is more like regular Sonic sloping
1: downwards. So
0: yeah thank you for that i i still haven't checked out those uk sonic comics those yeah. as you described them, they sounded even crazier than the archie books
1: i didn't know this but like a retronauts uh, contributor stewart uh jip uh he is a writer for this sonic Whoa, comic and uh he uh was just tweeting about he wrote a story in the new sonic the Hulk comic uh, that just came out so wow. And it's featuring Alex Kidd, so they are well, still running.
0: Well, congrats, buddy, and you outlived the, the Archie-verse. It's no longer with us. Yeah, them, September so 2020
1: comic, You you read one of those by Stuart, who is a uh, Retronauts contributor. So, yeah, it's cool. I had no idea. So, uh, Thad Komarowski says, I haven't listened to all of it, but, of course, Ian is great as always. I've been trying to determine why there is a sweet spot with Sonic for me, the first Genesis games in roughly the year, spanning number 20 through 50 of the Archie's comics. And I still would never replace those in my favorite comic slash cartoon but i just can't shake the idea that they're fun characters and concepts i think it boils down to quote i'm nostalgic for when i was seven unquote more than any real quality much like how older friends finally remember the sea of shit gold key 60s comics and i think uh, that's fun I, p- I chose this because thad i think he is uh, has very particular taste when it comes to cartoons and animation and yeah. comics um and i find it very fun that he likes sonic the hedgehog
0: <laughs> yeah i i've seen that joke on twitter that he's such an old soul like people when they find out his age are like what you're in your 20s like they can't believe it and so uh that it it is funny when he is such an expert on classic cartoons like and you know i just saw a, a great tweet he did about praising some uh, specific animator in an old Popeye black and white cartoon I'm, I, I think it's it's funny that Sonic is the very 90s Sonic the Hedgehog also touches him in that same way and, and yes it is
1: blind nostalgia
0: yeah I'm pretty sure that's I mean that's why most people like Sonic, and now they just can laugh at it. <laughs> uh, that uh, I just rewatched scenes from that Sonic movie. That's uh, that movie. It's both the best video game movie it could possibly be, and also not good. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I guess next up on the What a cartoon, we had Dungeons and Dragons, much like Inu Yashiki, another pick by our uh, top level patron who we guessed it on it. Thanks, Devin. And uh, Alice B says about that episode, this was so fun. I've been playing D&D regularly since college, which was longer ago than I like to think about. But even then, this series was a bit before my time. Back in the day, I only ever got to encounter it as sort of a weird fandom artifact, often spoken of in a hushed tone with reference to the phantom final episode where everyone dies even so after i got to see a bit of it i can't help thinking it's seriously ripe for a reboot too particularly since the gayest episode ever podcast put a spotlight on the one where noted rich deuce bag. Douchebag Eric basically meets a snarky male love interest. I realized there was really a lot you could do with these characters in what amounts to a and D izakai setting nowadays. If the right creative team gets their hands on this, it's an idea whose time has come. I, for one, need something to fill the Shira-shaped queer '80s throwback hole. In my heart,
1: yeah, and I forgot gayest episode ever did an episode of this. I might not have heard that one yet. Actually, uh, it might be I, one of the earlier ones that I haven't heard.
0: I need to pull that up. I was just, I was just listening to their Rachel kisses a girl mm. uh, episode they did, which was really fun. I love hearing them engage with Friends at all. Now It's just like it's it's hilarious because Friends. It was an incredibly homophobic show in a lot of ways, but also...
1: (laughs) It hated everybody. It
0: it did have a gay wedding on the series, too. Yes. uh...
1: That was kind of played as a joke.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, but the D&D... Uh that uh, I think this show, uh, even if not all the same characters, just the concept of a troop of kids stuck in another universe who then <laughs> have to fulfill their DD roles, that 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 would work, I think.
1: Nina mentioned it to me and I agree, and I forget if we mentioned it on the show, but I, I find the idea of a buff child to be frightening <laughs> oh, yeah. and unpleasant. Uh
0: yes, yeah. Whenever you see those that occasional video of like look at this buff six year old, it's like, It's yeah. like what's
1: well, child abuse, but also I'm pretty sure he could just wail on me. Me. yes yeah, that, that you- child can make me cry. <laughs> Uh, so Brian Horton's writing in with some uh, Dukes of Hazard lore. So he says, LOL, the promo that you guys played for the premiere of Dungeons and Dragons mentions that Bo and Luke are back for the premiere of The Dukes. This is promoting the premiere of the second season of The Dukes. I checked the dates in the IMDb uh, and they do match up. That weird Dukes of Hazard cartoon had two seasons. The first was made when the leads who played Bo and Luke had left the show due to contract disputes. So just like in the live action show, the cartoon had the replacement characters of Koi and Vance. Ooh. I have no idea even what that is but uh he goes on to say the second season had bo and luke voiced by the actors who had returned to the show by then i have no history with DD beyond that Marlon wayans <laughs> movie but i have plenty of history with awful cartoons and i will say bob Mackey speaking my only awareness came uh, of, of dukes of hazard where i never they, i never saw it as a kid or like as a teen but weezer covered the theme song and that was like on a lot of like weezer like oh, rare yeah. tracks And uh, I had just some good old boys. Yeah, they had that. And uh, that's the only thing I've ever associated with... uh Dukes of Hazzard like oh here are the eight Weezer songs you can access once you get the internet (laughs) Uh, remember when there were not enough Weezer songs I know and every
0: you'd you'd see other bands just called Weezer and it's like they sang this song yeah you gotta
1: get your fucking Meet the Deedles soundtrack to Uh, get uh, the one (laughs) Rivers Cuomo song that's right
0: or the uh, favorite of mine was the uh, acoustic appearance he made in some like Harvard area thing playing his like rejected Angus song I I had
1: like all the acoustic sets of Rivers Cuomo. Good
0: time, uh, yeah. And now to think that now there's like 20 years of uh, Weezer songs since then that I've barely listened to, if at all.
1: But uh, yeah, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, now that I uh, forgot that uh, the the stars left.
0: Yeah, they, they made up coin and Vance, and then they were able to get the stars back for the. Uh, that next season I I had forgotten that too that uh, it said it right in the commercial but they were selling it that the cartoon was able to also get back the real Duke boys and not Coy and Vance who, who were in the first season of the cartoon so I I just loved it. it it was very nice that so many of the old CBS commercials for D&D were uploaded by somebody off of a VHS tape onto YouTube so I could keep it all the like We'll be right back to CBS Saturday Morning.
1: So we have some breaking comments coming in at the last minute because we're recording this uh, the day before it goes live. So we have some Saddle Store Galactica comments coming in here. And uh, so just one, a few more comments before we go. So the first one is from Alex Forsyth who says I haven't watched sliders in a while but my memory of Professor Arturo's death was there was a military guy who had a disease where the only way he could survive was if he stole a brainstem fluid from people and doing so put them in a persistent in vegetative state and Arturo had his brainstem fluid stolen and they uh, then had to chase him across several slides before they eventually stopped him the first two seasons were so good Sabrina Lloyd and Wade Wells were done dirty not only was she replaced but her character was captured and then sent to a cro breeding colony and Jesus. Uh, yeah you can probably guess what happens to her after that
0: that's horrible yeah. to do that man that uh, boy I didn't realize thank you Alex for uh, letting me know just how bad Sliders was uh, the, the only thing i missed. I should have added to the sliders talk. There was I really loved on our uh, Friends show podcast, The Ride, when they covered the Universal Star uh, Stairway. Uh, no, Starway. Yes, way. Yes, yeah. yes. They talked about how it was used in an episode of Sliders for a world where everything's a mall. It's just a giant mall, and you take the the it's the elevator to the escalator to heaven. And I believe yeah. it's
1: pronounced sliders. sliders. Oh yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. It means it must be whispered when you carefully. order them
1: at White Castle. You have to say it that way. <laughs>
0: Uh, and, uh, also Matt Solis on that episode had quite a correction, which, uh, I definitely goofed there too. So I'll take, I'll take the <laughs> blame on that. But Matt Solis says, uh, the horse whisperer wasn't a Cormac McCarthy book cabin. You're thinking of all the pretty horses, which was made into
1: forgettable film starring Matt Damon. How dare you, sir? So I included this because I had like a moment of panic, just like in the shower a few days after we recorded this or maybe a week. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. He didn't write this book. Was Cabin <laughs> starting a bit that we were just like stupidly going, yeah, he sure did. Like yeah. he wanted us to do like we, he wanted us to riff on the idea of Cormac McCarthy writing this book. But no, we all got it wrong. Yeah, I think. So yeah. I, I was going to tell you, take that out. I don't want to look stupid. But then I was like, you know <laughs> what? If we were that stupid, we deserve to have everybody hear it. I Us think falling so too. for the setup yeah. to a bit. But it was not that.
0: I really should have occasionally... There's been a couple other times where we do say something wrong, and or we say a thing that I'm like, wait, I should Google this now as I edit it, just to be sure, and then I will cut it. But on that one, I I didn't do the Googling, and I, but I agree with you, too. I think we deserve it. Yes. Look, uh, I, especially because I didn't watch the movie, but in high school for assignment i did read all the pretty horses oh really i know that book i i guess i (laughs) thought in the moment maybe i thought cabin was saying like he also wrote the horse whisperer like it didn't i was like i guess he does write books about horses yeah Yeah, that sounds like so is
1: all the pretty horses just a description of various horses like and this one is super (laughs) pretty look Uh, at its tail
0: i boy if i can remember back 20 years i think the statement of all the pretty horses is said by like a drunk guy passing out Mm. but it's just about like being a cowboy and like helping horses and stuff the horses
1: are a metaphor for i don't know the death of the west
0: uh oh for sure the death of the west is in there i just remember reading a description of like putting uh that they're so poor they just have tortillas and they put sauce on it and eat it and that's Mm. their day like yeah
1: that's called a quesadilla in my (laughs) neck of the woods uh
0: but uh yes thank you matt solis for bringing that up i i did see in those comments you know some people are like this episode is better than i remember but Others, uh, including our pal Thad, were like, you guys are too nice to this. (laughs) This episode still sucks. Well,
1: uh, we're rounding the bend when it comes to super polarizing things, because coming up we have uh, Alone Again, Natural Diddley, and uh, we also have Kill the Alligator and Run. So uh, once you make it through there, we will survive, and Mm. we've recorded past that, I believe, right?
0: Uh, Kill the Alligator and Run is the one we've most recently recorded. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, We're finally going to have some fun. With last tap dance in Springfield very soon, mm-hmm. yeah. Our last tap dance out of Springfield in yeah. Springfield in of Springfield.
1: Springfield. I don't know. You you pick the preposition, but by the time it goes live, we'll have it correct. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's been another episode of Talk to the Audience. Thanks for hanging in there, folks. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, it's been a long quarantine, but we want to bring you all the fun podcasts. Uh, that you can stand and at the end of next month at the end of October talking Futurama season two part two launches so please uh, stay on the Patreon it's only for people that are at the five dollar level and above and again that'll run from um, October 30th till uh, Christmas of this year so nine weeks 90 Futurama's and they're all about like an hour and a half long
0: yeah we've had a ton of fun recording them it's so many strong episodes in that group and, uh, and yeah we've got some some fun scary or horror theme stuff coming for you this month in the what a cartoon and don't forget at the start of October, if you are a $5 and up subscriber to vote in that next poll for one of the Aardman films that we'll be doing is our November. What a cartoon movie.
1: But yes, we know October is going to be a very uh, historically interesting month as every oh, yeah. month has been for the past, uh, I don't know, four years, but, uh, please uh, hang in there. Uh, we're really happy to have everyone as a listener and, uh, we can't wait to bring you more great stuff and hopefully provide some nice distractions from, uh, the chaos as it continues to erupt all all over the place. But yes, thank you so much for listening, folks. And we will see you next month for another episode of Talk to the Audience. We'll see you then. Wow, infotainment.